there and welcome to I'm Crazy But You Can't Lock Me Up podcast with your host, Lindy Eldridge. I am thrilled and excited to be able to bring to you an array of guests that are going to be able to take you to the life that you want. Let's go ahead and get started. Today on the episode of I'm Crazy But You Can't Lock Me Up, I have Michelle Mirage. I hope I said her name right. She'll correct me if I'm wrong. But you know what her message is? Tomorrow is never a promise. Every moment is another opportunity to be the best version of you. Unapologetically, I am super excited that we're gonna hear from Michelle. She is a survivor of multiple challenges that includes traumatic brain injury, and she's also battled breast cancer. She is not only a warrior, but she is an inspirer. She has won awards because of the woman that she decided to become, which is a mentor, a speaker, a coach. She is an author. And so without further ado, I'm going to take myself out of this. I want to hear from Michelle and how did she have this wonderful outlook of unapologetically? I love that. Hello, Michelle. Did I pronounce your name right? You were close enough. <laughs> well, you pronounce it for us because when my audience wants to Google you, I want to make sure that they find you. That's what a gem oh. you are. Well, if I say it, that's still not going to help them. But my name is Michelle Moross, and I like to say Moross as in Mr. As, M-R-A-S, Moross. Oh, that is Which is funny because I married my husband thinking his name was easier because my, my maiden name is Gusha. And so when I married him, I'm like, oh, Moras must be a really good American name that people will understand it. No, no, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's just as unique as you are. Thank you. Thank you for being on. I'm crazy, but you can't lock me up. What an honor and a pleasure to be involved with you in an inner circle of just such powerful women. Mm -hmm, definitely what we have to do isn't it we have to show up to shine yes we have so to choose we, to show up to shine yes yes we have to choose to show up to shine and that's exactly what you did you raised your hand and now you and I get to spend some time together but now it is your time to use your voice there are so many people out there that are going through some very big challenges and they want to understand from you how were you able to do it go ahead and tell your story well, honestly, what I, I tell my clients is you have to take every experience you've ever had and use it to your benefit. People look at their past and, oh, this was terrible. And you know, I'm just so glad. Yes, I'm glad you made it through it. But what did you learn? Nothing happens in our world unless we're supposed to learn from it so that we are prepared for the next challenge that happens in our life. And, you know, oh, I'm out of it. So I'm just never going to look back again. No, you must look back because you need to know the toolbox, basically, of what you've learned through your life so that when you do approach something else, you're able to get through. So you asked, how did I get through? I have a brain injury. I am missing four areas of my brain. I lost my frontal lobe over my left ear, the back of my head, which messed with my eyes. And then my two hemispheres disconnected. For two years, I was trapped in my mind. And I can tell you being stuck in your head, you can't speak. I couldn't walk without assistance, that is. And to be stuck in your head with all your inner critics that told you, you're not good at this. Why did you try? Well, you know, you lost your voice because you know, all these inner critic voices come up when you're alone in your head. And I wasn't able to communicate to say, you know, I need help. I'm still here. So the doctors and my family thought I didn't understand what was happening around me. I was fully cognizant, 
But because of my two brain, my brain was disconnected. It wasn't communicating from one side to the other. So I understood, but I couldn't get anything out of me. Now to get through that, I had to realize one, I had to fight all those inner critics. So my, my very first book I did was called Eat, Drink and Be Merry. It ended up being my TED talk, but I, I honored my mother-in-law because a lot of the strength I found in that process was by watching her go through leukemia. And she was just such a powerhouse. So I wanted to share that knowledge of here I am. I came out of this brain injury for two years and I had to relearn how to walk and how to, to eat and how to move my own body again. If I didn't have someone else's story that I was watching, and that's why I wanted to be part of this um, anthology book of all these women who have come through, or not women and men who have come through so much, because I believe we learn from other people's journey in addition to our journey. And I truly believe I would not have survived the brain injury alone if it wasn't for watching other people go through their struggles. And so when I came out of that, I said, to God in the universe, let me speak. I promise I will I'll stand on mountaintops and share what I've learned because it's part of my gift, right? And so I did this TEDx, kind of went big went and started being a, uh, ended up being a you know, international speaker from this TED talk. And then I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I'm thinking, okay, I just got through this and now I'm learning this new lesson. What am I supposed to learn? And I'm like, okay, well, if I don't survive this cancer, I need to get another book out about me fighting my inner critics because a lot of people are fighting inner critics every day, right? So I wrote this other book called It's Not Luck, Overcoming You. And I wrote it in the middle of, I mean, the main part of my breast cancer journey. And people were like, but one, how are you smiling? Two, why do you even want to write a book? You've got cancer. You've got other things on your mind. I'm like, because it's part of my gift to share the journey. If I'm going to leave this planet, I want to leave what I learned behind me and give it to other people so they can live a better life. I didn't learn all of this until I hit you know, my brain injury at 47 and then my breast cancer about 50. And so it's like, I, I wanted to share it before I left. And then I didn't die. So now I just got louder <laughs> and I wrote another book and I'm on a whole bunch of other, you know, collaborative books because I believe we need to share our stories. Not everyone can share them, but those of us who can must, it's our gift to give back to the world. How do you get through that? Learn from your mistakes, learn from your, your trials and errors, and then watch other people and hear their stories and learn from them. And then that way you can make decisions faster when your obstacle comes. My breast cancer, when they asked me, you know, you've got breast cancer, what do you want to do? Do you want to go through this? You want to, you know, do you want to cut only one breast off and wait for the other one to go bad? You know, they were asking all these questions and I said, cut them both off. Let's start therapy. I'm changing my diet. I mean, I had this plan and the doctor's like, don't you want to go home and think about this? I said, no, I've been watching my friends. I've been watching my mother-in-law. I've watched other people. I don't need to think I've already made a plan of if then what, if this happened to me in my future, what I would do. So my answer to your question, to those of you who are wondering, how did I make it through? I listened and learned from everyone around me. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. What were you doing prior to all of the, the trauma that decided to enter your life in your forties? What were you doing before? I ran political campaigns. I wrote speeches for other people. Yes. My goodness. Wow. 
And then you just decided your story is way more powerful than the platform that you were on. Well, I thought my purpose in life, because I'm a, I'm a very good writer and I'm very good at emotionally writing to, you know, to get people hooked. And I thought my purpose in life is to write for other people who don't know how to write and teach them how to speak and make their language so that other people are drawn to them. I figured what a perfect place, political campaigning, right? We can change the world. And then um, after my brain injury and then my breast cancer, I went, you know what? I don't need to sit in the back. I need to do this. I need to share this. And I haven't stopped since. Now, wasn't that shift because people always wonder, I really wish that I could do something else. I don't understand how to do the shift. Let's talk about that for a second, because that's a shift. Oh, it's a major shift. <laughs> major shift. You know, I call it, you know, you got to take ownership, which in my world stands for own your own shift. Mm -hmm. So share with us, how is that transformation and shift for you? Well, it, was, it was a very long and arduous pro process because I had to keep fighting those inner critics. Uh, they don't go away but you get very good at arguing with them and rationalizing. What I, I say in my book, spoiler alert, and it's not luck overcoming you, but the bottom line is your inner critics aren't holding you back. Consider your inner critics as your best, your best and biggest guardians. They don't want you hurt. So they say, you're not good at that. No, you're not. No, you, you shouldn't do that. Not for you to not do it, but for you to do, I want it so bad, I'll prove it. Right. So yeah. basically what I found with that shift was every time I heard that voice tell me to step back, whenever I felt, you know, I'm scared and I really want this, but I'm too scared to do it. I would walk. I would just start moving to, towards whatever I was afraid of. And then doors would open and people would offer things and then other opportunities would happen. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm scared, but I'm still moving. So this must be where I'm going. And so that shift happens when you're open enough to move, move scared. Because if you look at me from you know six years ago to the woman I am today, I am not the same woman. I'm still the happy, happy, joy, joy woman, but I'm a far more determined, more purposeful woman than I used to be. Why? Because I moved towards the fear, not away from it. Oh, that is beautiful. And you also went through doors where people that had what you were wanting already achieved. And now we're going to talk about Mr. John Maxwell, who yeah. I absolutely adore. You adore. There's your picture with him. You know, when we are surrounded ourselves with greatness and we want more in our lives, we have to understand the meaning between investing and spending. And when you went ahead and decided to become part of John Maxwell's team, you invested in yourself. Yes. That wasn't spending money. So I want people to understand because they're out there and they say, I don't have money. I can't afford this. Well, you could because you could afford your tattoo and anything else that is an elective choice, but you, you don't look at it as investing in yourself and becoming who you want. So okay. congratulations. Let's talk about that. Walking through the doors where greatness is so you could be a student because aren't we always students? We better always be a student. My thought process is if I'm not learning, then I'm dead already. That's right. And if we're the smartest person in the room, we're, the, we're in the wrong room, unless yeah. we're on that stage, right? Yeah. Sharing, right? So yeah. Now, the funny thing with the John Maxwell team is 
I joined the John Maxwell team in full trauma mode. So in my traumatic brain injury, I didn't even know I had the brain injury when I joined the John Maxwell team. I just knew that I had a bad concussion and that I couldn't remember anything. I had a Dory memory. About 30 seconds in, I'd forget everything that I just saw and I'd start, oh, hi, my name's Michelle. And so I was on this repeat mode and I joined the John Maxwell team because I apparently have a lot of John Maxwell books. And so when I was trying to find out who I was, you know, in that first year of my brain injury, one of my friends at a Toastmaster meeting said, well, Michelle, you're a really good, you're a strong leader. And I said, I am? He goes, yes, you're a strong leader. He goes, and you're a big fan of John Maxwell. I do, I am? And he said, yes. And so I came, I got home and I told my husband, somebody told me I'm a John Maxwell fan. And my husband said, oh uh, yeah, you've been collecting his books since you're like 17. And I'm like, oh. So I started looking at the books and I called this guy who told me I was a John Maxwell fan. And I said, how did you know I was a John Maxwell fan? He goes, you used to quote him in a lot of your speeches and postmasters. He has, you know, he has a team, right? I said, no, he has, you should probably join his team. That might help you click on who you were. It might bring memories back. So I joined the John Maxwell team with a full traumatic brain injury, went to the John Maxwell certification event in Florida. My husband flew out there so I wouldn't get lost in the airport. I go into the main event where they're doing the big hoo-ha-ha welcome mode and all the flashing lights triggered a seizure. <gasps> and I passed out. So I was out cold for like two to three days of the four-day conference. And um, they ended up teaching me on the backside so I can get certified. <laughs> uh, so I laugh when people say, I don't have the money and I don't have the time. And I just don't have the, you know, when they, they tell me all the excuses and I do, it's what you choose. What do you really want? I, when I joined the team, wanted to find who I was and I apparently admired this John Maxwell person so much. So I wanted to find me. So I go there, I become this, get certified as the John Maxwell coach. And you know that money that I was afraid of spending originally, I made it back four times with my first client. So I invested in me to find me and it became an even better version than I could have ever imagined I would be. Because I excelled in the John Maxwell team really quickly once I started clicking on all the memories of, oh, I knew this, you know, the 21 laws, oh, the law of the lid. You know, I started popping things back in. I love to learn. Even with my short-term memory, I was listening to it on, I had it all recorded. And so I was listening to his recordings when I went to sleep. So it implanted to my brain. My eyes didn't work so well, so I, reading was difficult. So I listened instead. So when someone says, well, I'm not much of a reader. That's fine. I wasn't a reader either. I couldn't. So I listened. So however way you can get that information in, make yourself the person you want to be. Grow to it. There is no limitation. I literally have three parts of my brain that are completely blocked out. They do not get blood at all. You would never know by talking to me because what your brain is, this magical, amazing body's, body we have, it rewires if you allow it. It will be wired to whatever you need. Now, granted, I still have no sense of direction. I still have no ability to add, but who cares when I have a calculator on my phone and a map that pops up on my phone that tells me where to go. So I stopped focusing on the things I couldn't do and started highly focusing on the things I could do. And it moved me into a whole nother direction. Don't be afraid of what you can do. Embrace it, move. Michelle, how do people work with you? They need you more than ever. In today's world of confusion, mm -hmm. 
how do they, what do, what are you offering? What do you do? Sh share with us because people, uh, they if they're ready to invest, I say invest with Michelle because listen to her. This is a woman that is sharing her how-tos and if she could do it, so can you, because it's true. If you say you can, you can. If you say you can't, you can't. And if you have any challenges, whether you can't read or you can't write or you can't, figure out a way, get that solution-driven mindset inside you. She went ahead and listened to audios. She was listening to audios in her sleep. What are you listening to before you go to bed? All of it. What do you, what do, you do with your clients? How do people become your client, Michelle? Well, there's multiple ways. And you have to remember, I have a brain injury, so I make things as simple as possible. If you go to my website, which happens to be my name, michellemoras.com, M-R-A-S, Michelle with two L's because I'm full of hell, and M-R-A-S, Michelle Moras, go to that website. Everything I do is on that website. My old videos are on it. You can go to my uh, a drop down. I have digital courses. I think I took them down because I'm about to launch a new one. Um, and then I've got a uh, connect with Michelle or book Michelle. You go there, you click for a 15 minute uh, consultation and you can come on and talk to me about whatever. And we can figure out how we can work together if we're a good fit. Uh, the thing I'm very particular about is what I learned through my brain injury and my breast cancer is that all the negativity in my world had to go away. I didn't need people in my world that would tell me what I couldn't do. So I got rid of all the people who told me I couldn't and focused on the people who would lift me. That's another thing in that whole growth process that, you know, they say the seven people or eight people you hang around with the most are the most important because they either lift you or, or pull you down. I, I weeded that garden. And so all the people who are around me are people like you, people who are positive, who are up going and say, you know what, go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to be where you are right now. So if you're looking for me, go to my website. I've got online courses. I've got, you know, one-on-one -on -one courses. I've got group courses. Uh, I have a podcast called Denim and Pearls. I do every Wednesday at noon mountain time. And then I have a TV show that is streamed out of the Philippines. I'm in Colorado, but it streams out of the Philippines. I'm on a station called The New Channel, TNC out of the Philippines. But it's on internet TV in the Philippines. But because I'm in the States, we also live stream on, you know, YouTube and Facebook, we're on Spotify, we're kind of everywhere. So if you ever want to find me, just go to my website, you'll find every version of me you can, and all my other books that are popping up. I think I'll have a total of seven by the end of December. Fantastic. And everybody, all of her information is below on this podcast. You don't have to look far for it. And Michelle, let's give them the final words of inspiration since we're coming to a close. What do you I'd say, say? Um, change is an emotional journey. It's not rainbows and butterflies through a field of daisies. Change is hard and it makes, it forces you to be uncomfortable, but evaluate who you are. The beauty is in the possibilities. You touched my heart in ways that you will never imagine. And I, I'm very blessed to have met you. I am very blessed to have been able to have you on. I'm crazy, but you can't lock me up. You are an angel. Everybody, get in touch with Michelle. Watch her. Learn from her. And when you're ready to invest, invest wisely. And I promise you, this investment that you do with Michelle is going to take you right to where you truly are dreaming of going. 
Not yeah. that you just want to go, but you really are going to get there with Michelle's help. Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you, Wendy. You are absolutely delicious. And I am so happy that you survived everything and became who you are today. I'm very proud to have you in my inner circle now. Thank you. I'm so glad to be part of yours. <laughs> I appreciate you. All right, everybody. Until next week, keep shining, make better decisions, choose wisely. Yes. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Say bye, Michelle. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for joining me, Lindy Eldridge, and my guest on this episode of I'm Crazy, But You Can't Lock Me Up. Please download, share, and follow me. And I promise your next episode is going to be just as inspiring as this one. Take care. Bye-bye for now.